Jakey, are you ready to start the show? Let's get the show going. I should probably turn this on, and then you should probably go. This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. Okay. I have a lot of energy today. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Live every morning usually around 5 30 a.m pacific 6 30 mountain time uh that'd be 8 30 in new york city uh hi uh it's gonna be a long show uh but you can win a playstation 5 that'd be a ps5 a ps5 uh all you have to do to win that ps5 is subscribe to the show by the way we also have merch that you can buy yeah to up your win percentage on the PS5 five times. So for every shirt you buy from us, you get five extra entries to everybody else's one who didn't buy a shirt. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Um, wow. So all you have to do to win the PS5 is subscribe to the show on YouTube. Now, look, if you listen to the show on our audio podcast and you found it, on the audio podcast by simply doing a Google search of The Monty Show. Who knew? M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. And then, and get crazy with me here. Go with me for a minute, folks. Get crazy. You shopped our affiliate links, which are below in both the podcast and on the YouTube description. Right? You got crazy. And you're like, damn, I need protein bars. Holy bajersey knees. I need face masks. Like, they're all there, right? So you got crazy and shopped our affiliate links. Then you hit subscribe because you went to themontyshow.com. Dub, 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 themontyshow.com. You got crazy. You went to the website. You click subscribe on the YouTube channel. You got on the internet. And you're like, you know what? My nips are a little cold. It's breezy in the room today. I should buy a new t-shirt. Fucking A. And then what you did is you... DM'd Jake at SLC Supercars on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you're like, damn, dude, give me a nippy cover. A nippy cover. And let everybody know that I'm a casual. Wow. And you sent him $25 and you got five times the entry. And then one day you woke up to find out you want a PS5 from the Monty Show. You're a casual. Uncle Monty hooking you up. It's really that simple. It's all you have to do. Go to themontyshow.com, hit subscribe, and you could win yourself a PS5. Does that pretty much cover the Woo! whole yeah. wow. thing? Yeah, wow, man. Like, yeah, I, I think that pretty much covers it in detail. And everybody's asking us, hey, are you really giving away a PS5? Are you really giving away the PS5? Uh, is it this some kind of joke? Doesn't don't exist. play. Here, listen, let me prove it listen, to you. Listen, don't play with my heart. I need, I need a PS5. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, there it okay, is. Jake, yeah. Jake's got it. He lifts. Yeah. He did biceps and triceps and stuff. Yeah. And d- there it is, a yeah. PS5. Breathtaking immersion. That's right. It's got uh, 5K GeForce yeah. uh, power and stuff. Yeah. There you go. PlayStation right. 5 console up in this yeah. piece. So all you have to do is um, Woo. hit okay. subscribe and we're going to give right. that away. Okay. okay. Do we all feel better? Wow. All right. <laughs> I think I think we all feel better now. Yeah. Um, wow. 
Well, that's as far as I think I can go avoiding talking about the jazz today. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. So, how's the weather? Did you have a good weekend? The jazz didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> seriously. Uh, so, the the meltdown Saturday night. Yeah. After the Jazz lost to Golden State, <laughs> was immense. It was crazy. How many people got on the old tweet machine? And are like, God damn it, I'm tired of this. It's because con- it's garbage. Yeah, don't they know it's General Conference weekend? They can't treat us like this. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, but it, it right? It's conference. It, I mean, it is. Everybody it is. had on their best tie and their shirt. And it was all pressed and God mom, bless. mom and dad, dad, mom wore a sundress, dad wore a nice suit. And the Jazz have the nerve to play this poorly. Yeah. Um, there was a whole thing about that. <laughs> but the point is uh, the Utah Jazz have lost a lot of games compared to how many they've won recently. Wow. Um, and they blew another 20 point plus lead at Golden State. And the question on everybody's mind is, who's at fault? It's your fault. It's my fault. It's their fault. Let's settle this right now. I don't know that you're going to understand this because there's so many Jazz fans that are on the edge. Not one person is at fault. Does Donovan Mitchell have a a, a significant amount of blame? Yes. Rudy Gobert? <laughs> yes. Quinn Snyder? Yes. Uh, Justin Zanuck, yes. Dennis Lindsay, yes. Um, I don't know. Ryan Smith, yes. Like everybody has blame here. And the thing that everybody wants to do is find that one person who's at fault for what's going on with the jazz. And that doesn't exist. This team needs to be changed. It is, in my opinion, not one person's fault. It is a collective failure from basketball operations all the way down to the water boy. And Jake, I just don't think it exists that you can have one person be the scapegoat here. Yeah, it's never it's never one person. I mean, whether you're talking Jazz or Lakers or any other team in the league, it's never one person. And I think, you know, I think, yeah, there are guys on the squad like Donnie and, and like Rudy who have more responsibility than other people, sure. But I, I think it's unrealistic to say that it's one person. And, and, I, and I think the real the real – trouble about this whole situation with this team is that it's not like we're you know in year three of this current regime's plan to build a championship contender and you're still sitting here I mean you're, you're in this weird space and time where you know you're dealing with the prior regime's decisions you're trying to win as much as you can and the relationships are just breaking down because the bas- the basketball execution is not good enough and and whether you are someone who wants to blame Quinn or Donnie or or Rudy or whoever the the fact is is that it's a they're in this situation because of the organization as a whole not because of one person so i think i think we need to stop saying that you know it's because Don won't pass it to Rudy enough or it's because Rudy can't shoot a elbow jumper or whatever the case may be and 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 frankly i'm at a point with 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 the team where it's, where it's kind of like hey are you really surprised that this team is is collapsing again you know how many times how many times are they going to have to do this before jazz fans are done being upset with it and come to understand that this is a weakness this team has this team is not full of killers this team does not play together this team does not like each other in my opinion right this is a team 
that was was really clicking when it was when we were playing in the bubble. They were even clicking last year, I would say, and you know got heartbroken with injuries and, th- and some things happened. And this year has just kind of been the end of the line. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And if you're a Jazz fan, I understand why it's emotional. I understand why it hurts. I understand why you're upset about it. But by NBA standards, uh, when you look around the league at other teams who've been through these types of situations. I mean, if you look at the Lakers, nobody nobody feels sorry for the Lakers. Hell, even Jazz fans don't feel sorry for the Lakers. You're happy to say that they're they're losing and they're a bad team. Well, I got news for you. It's the same thing, right? Because if you're not winning championships, it doesn't matter if you're out of the playoffs or you're the seventh seed or the sixth seed, right? It's all the same. Literally, it's all the same. So what are we really talking about at the end of the day in this league right now, specifically with the Jazz? We're, we're living in drama land right now. That's what Jazz fans did on Twitter when the Warriors came for them. And, and it's unfortunate. So, you know, the point is, is that I would expect, you know, you're already, hear, you're already hearing rumor mills from Dallas about Rudy Gobert. That, you can just turn that, turn that knob up as the postseason starts. You're going to hear more of it. And I wouldn't be surprised if a, if a Rudy trade happened early this summer, honestly. But why on earth, if you're the Utah Jazz would you trade him to the Dallas Mavericks? That makes that would be a dumb little move. to no sense yeah. to me. And, you know, a lot of people have asked me about this Rudy Gobert thing, and I'm just going to tell you now, they're going to try their level best, the Utah Jazz are, to trade Rudy Gobert. I firmly believe that he ends up in the Eastern Conference. Um, he has been linked to several teams in the East. Um, they had conversations about Rudy at the deadline. I would be stunned if the Utah Jazz traded Rudy Gobert to one of their main rivals in the Dallas Mavericks. I just have... It'd be crazy. I, I Yeah. I, I mean, there's so much wrong with that. But the point is, is you're already hearing the rumblings, you know? And, and I completely agree that trading him to Dallas is a complete sham. I mean, that's just not a good decision. But you're already hearing the rumbling, like at the trade deadline. You know, what you can go back on our videos on the channel and see. You know, we talked specifically about Rudy being traded to Washington in a three-team deal, you know, with the Knicks and, and the Jazz, you know. And, and so it's already happening. So the point is, is if you're a Jazz fan, my advice to you is to stop getting emotional about this team and the mistakes that they make and the things that happen to them and start understanding that it doesn't really matter what happens this season at this point. It doesn't matter, you know, if you get bounced in the first round or the second round. What matters is what you do this summer because this summer will define, A, how long Donovan Mitchell is a jazz man, B, how long it's going to take you to get back to being a a true, you know, contender or a team that, that you know, other teams in the Western Conference have to respect because right now, you know, the one thing I really took away from these games is it doesn't seem like, you know, teams really respect what the Jazz have to offer. You know, I mean, teams have figured out how to pull Rudy away from the basket. They've figured out how to get open looks for Klay Thompson repeatedly on the wing through the pick and roll. You know, teams are figuring those things out. So my point is, is if you're a Jazz fan, let's stop getting emotional about these losses and these collapses and let's start being emotional about what the plan is this summer to correct the flaws of this team. You know, that's where I think your headspace has to be at this point. Yeah, and I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't even know how you fix this because I don't think there is fixing this. I mean, when we talk about what's required and what you need, I don't believe that there is an easy, clear path to rectifying what's wrong with this team, to 
changing the fortunes of this team? I think my number one question is, um, you know, can they stay out of the seventh spot? You know, they're a game and a half up on Minnesota, um, who, you know, obviously they've missed Malik Monk. They're not playing as well as they had been. But this Jazz team has a very tough road to hoe with four games and a week left in the season. And they, I think there's a possibility they drop two or three of those four. Um, but I also think there's a chance they win all four. Uh, I don't I don't believe that Phoenix is going to rest Evan Booker again. I think that last night that's what they were trying to do. Um, they've got Memphis coming up who without John Morant, the Memphis Grizzlies have been just fine. But Jake, I have a hard time believing that this Utah Jazz team falls into the seventh spot. I just, that would be stunning to me. Yeah, I think the only thing that really concerns me about, about this is, you know, you've got three games to go. You know, you're, you're, you, yeah, it would be hard for you to fall to the seven. There's no question about that. But at the same time, you're going to see Memphis. You're going to see Phoenix. And with this, where this team is at, I don't have a lot of confidence that you're winning either of those games, to be honest with you. So, you know, the way that you would fall to the seven is you would lose two or three of your last three. You know, then you have, you know, the other team that's that's trying to 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 get to where they want to go, you know. So I just think that the Jazz are the Jazz are not mentally tough. That's my biggest thing. You're in a position where you're you're the sixth seed right now. And you're fighting for your life, frankly, man. Like the Timberwolves are right here. They're right here on your doorstep. It's crazy to be saying that about this Jazz team, but that's where they are. Is it is it likely they fall to the seven? No, it's not likely. Is it possible? You're damn right it's possible. And with where this team is at, I don't have full confidence that they're going to go out and win their last three games, which is what it would take to guarantee that they don't that they don't fall. Is it is it with that is it reasonable to say that the Timberwolves could beat you know some of these teams they have left Chicago, Washington. Yeah, they can beat those teams. They haven't recently, but could they? Absolutely. So that's what makes me nervous about it. Will they fall? Probably not, though. Probably not. I, I that would be a stunning turn of events. I mean, I, I don't even know what what I would what I would call that. That would be, I mean, that Shocking. would just be unbelievable. Yeah. I, I don't see any way that happens. I I just think, and maybe I'm an idiot, and many of you have pointed that out. Uh, but maybe I'm just—I don't know the NBA. Maybe, yeah, maybe I don't watch basketball enough. I'm a casual. Uh, I'm not intelligent. <laughs> um, the More brain... comments over the weekend. You guys are casual. Yeah, you, yeah, like two guys. So I kind of, you know, this is a very casual kind of thing to say. <laughs> Listen, I—I I think the thing that really stands out is that th this Jazz team is still very dangerous. They are still capable. Uh, playing at a high level they're just not yeah and you rarely see teams turn the tide from playing like garbage like the Jazz have been playing especially in the second half yeah and Greg Hawkins sent me a statistic on um Donovan Mitchell the other night about how he is like the 35th worst player in the clutch in the NBA he's ranked 35th in the clutch uh, in totality Donovan Mitchell's ranked 254th in clutch shooting this year um, which is the final five minutes of a five point or less game. He's not been great. Yeah. Um, and he's he he's not wrong about that. Um, but Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Quinn Snyder, whoever you want to throw on the on the sword here, they're not individually to blame for this. And I just I, I, I think it is I guess I understand. It's a natural reaction for people to want to point the finger and find one person who's to blame. This collective 
is to blame. And if I was going to blame one person, I'd point the finger directly at Dennis Lindsay because I think he is, if we're going to point at one person, he is the person singularly responsible for their current state. Now, has Ryan Smith made a bunch of mistakes? Yes, he has. He re-signing Mike Conley, being emotional, promising not to trade Joe Ingles, signing off on the Rudy Gobert deal. All of those are massive, massive mistakes. Yeah. Huge mistakes. For a, an owner that, frankly, doesn't have a lot of experience owning an NBA franchise. I mean, hell, Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Cleveland Browns, came out and said, yeah, when we first bought this team, we had no idea what we were doing. And I think that's very much where Ryan Smith is. Is Ryan Smith a good owner? I guess. I don't know yet. He's had the team for what? A year? Two years? Yeah. He's a new owner. We don't know that yet. I, I just think this is one of those situations where mistakes are being made in an attempt to win and win now. And when you try to cut corners and you try to go fast, generally you're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You are you're going to hit some traffic cones, man. And I think that's what this is. Have they made a catastrophic mistake? The Rudy Gobert deal is pretty catastrophic. That contract is absolutely a an anvil around your neck right now. Yeah. There's no other way to look at it. But can it be undone? Yes. Are you in a better position than, say, the Lakers? I don't know. That was a big conversation on Twitter the other night. Well, at least we're not the Lakers. Well, the Lakers have a lot more money than you have. And people look at the LA Lakers as a destination franchise. So I don't know that you're in a better place than the Lakers are. I don't know. You know, frankly, I don't know how big Ryan Smith's balls are because that's what this is going to take. I got news for you. You want to get out of this? Ryan Smith better have some just enormous testicles because that's what it's going to take. You're going to have to burn this roster to the ground. Yeah. That, that, that is the only way to fix what ails you right now. You are going to have to trade Rudy Gobert's contract. Yeah. It, it, forget what they do on the floor. You want to fix the Utah Jazz? You need salary cap. You want to get salary cap? You trade the guys who make the most money. That's how you rebuild teams. And that'd be Rudy Gobert. And frankly, you want to talk pound for pound, dollar impact on the cap? Mike Conley. Because Mike Conley's a shell of himself. Yeah. At least what he was. At least he's healthy and he's playing right? He's not hurt this year, but he's a shell of himself. He's absolutely not the same guy. <clears throat> and yet when we look at what ails this team, history is repeating itself. Again, I look at, a, a, I look at a lack of chemistry and how long are we going to beat our faces against the wall? Whether you're team Don or team Rudy, how long are you going to beat your, fa your face against the wall and, and say, well, figure it out. There's no figuring out. Those two guys don't like each other and they don't like playing with each other. And Donovan Mitchell doesn't throw Rudy Gobert the ball and it pisses Rudy off. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. But on the flip side of that, Rudy doesn't deserve it. He hasn't earned the respect of his teammates to throw him the ball consistently. They threw him the ball the other night with his back to the basket. And what did he do? He turned the ball over. Oh, by the way, he also tried to take a jump shot that I think destroyed that backboard and several others in the arena at the time. <laughs> like, this is not rocket science, man. Like, yeah. There's not one guy at fault. Yeah. So let's stop trying to point the finger at one individual human being and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let's see what the comments have to say. Uh, Billy Hebner says, so you guys are giving away a PS5? Who knew? Exactly. Hey, guys. Um, yeah. Tanner says, are, are the Utah Jazz <laughs> rock bottom? No, not yet. Rock bottom is either playing in the play-in tournament or missing the playoffs altogether. It is? There, there's no chance they're missing the playoffs. It's not. No. No. 
they're at their low point. They've they it they this is rock bottom. I don't believe that I don't believe there's any chance they miss the playoffs. I don't see things things can always get worse. I've learned that over way too many years working in this business. Things can always get worse mm-hmm. in sports, trust me. Um you're one Don slip of an ankle away from being irrelevant. You really are. So yeah, things can get worse. No doubt about it. Rudy Sanchez says, morning, fellas. Jazz blew the lead, but Gobert blew the game. Maybe. Uh, Dario George says, hey, guys, how's it going? Terrible. Um, Donnie, please. Scott Howard says, all these articles about teams interested in Rudy. The media seems hell-bent on getting Donovan out of Utah. Do you see a scenario where both guys get moved? I don't. I don't. And we've been reporting for months now that – Ryan Smith and and Donovan Mitchell have talked about this at length and Ryan Smith has assured Donovan Mitchell that they are going to do everything that they can do to remake this roster and build this team around Donovan. And that includes Rudy Gobert because I, I do believe, and I've heard from, from several people that Donovan Mitchell has said he no longer wants to play with Rudy Gobert. Mm -hmm. I, I think he has made that very clear, very clear because I think there's a lot of, There are a lot of issues that are not basketball related with Rudy Gobert. He is not an easy guy to be a teammate with. I mean, it is it is pretty well known that he is not he is not a guy that takes criticism well. He is not a guy, Rudy Gobert, like one of the, the major conversations over the weekend was again that the Utah Jazz got isolated by the Golden State Warriors. And I tweeted a bunch of videos about this. This, what the Warriors did to the Jazz was not new. The Warriors did what the Rockets did, what all these teams have done, what, yeah. what, what the, the Brooklyn Nets were doing with KD, um, Patty Mills, Bruce Brown. They, like, you look at some of the, you look at the ways that teams beat the Jazz. When Rudy's on the floor, they isolate him. And the problem is, is that Rudy Gobert is not defending the pick and roll properly. And what's happening is he's not stepping up and getting a hand up on the shooter. And people are like, well, that's a Quinn Snyder problem. He hasn't coached. I have been told unequivocally multiple times that the coaching staff has worked repeatedly with Rudy Gobert on defending the pick and roll to step forward and get a hand up on the shooter. And Rudy just continues to drop to the basket against Jordan Poole the other night. Rudy Gobert on the pick and roll backpedaled to the basket, pool wide open for a three, nailed it. Yep. In a game-tying situation, he's backpedaling to the basket when the guy that he's supposedly guarding there is Draymond Green. Draymond didn't even cut to the basket. They were both standing up there, and Rudy doesn't get a hand up. It's it's inexplicable. You, you just cannot fathom how that happens. And if you look at these games and you look at the the – the way that these losses, if you will, have gone down, it's teams going to the pick and roll. One of the reasons I think Rudy chose not to play against Dallas is because they they pick and roll you to death. And Rudy doesn't wanna Rudy doesn't want to deal with that. Um, it is it is not it is a it is not even a secret anymore that Rudy Gobert does not defend the pick and roll well. Yeah. And it's not a secret anymore that Rudy Gobert is an elite paint defender. He is an elite defender when you're in the paint and he can protect the rim. 
You get him outside of that 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 specific skill set defensively, he is not an elite player. Yeah. He is not an elite perimeter defender. He is not somebody that you can ask to play the man in the corner and lean towards protecting the rim. We saw that against Houston. Like you look at the way that that all of this is happening and it's just history repeating itself over and over and over again. And so when you want to when you want to point fingers, I would start with Rudy Gobert because I just don't see a way. Like I look at Nikola Jokic, a lot of people talk about how Nikola Jokic is going to win the MVP here. Yeah. Nikola Jokic doesn't have to be the same defender that Rudy Gobert is to win the MVP. And it seems that the people in this town that defend Rudy Gobert don't understand that. People are like, oh, Rudy's better than Nikola Jokic. In what world and in what NBA are you watching that you would take Rudy Gobert over Nikola Jokic? I, I don't understand that. Yeah. You look at the argument used to be, you know, Giannis versus Rudy. That argument's done. Been done. Giannis is the most dominant player in the NBA right now, in my opinion. And it's because he's learned to shoot a three. Granted, he shoots not a great percentage, but his mid-range game is locked now. It's on lock. Rudy shot three straight air balls from the free throw line the other night. Giannis is making his free throws regularly. Like you, you there's there's no development taking place. So when we when we look at when we look at this NBA. And you start trying to figure out, well, you know, what happened against Golden State? What I can tell you happened against Golden State is that you played Royce O'Neal 30 minutes and got zero points out of him. How? Zero. You play Rudy Gobert in that game and you get 14 points and 20 rebounds. And you get zero block shots. Zero. And what you get is teams know they can attack his chest and he's going to foul them. They know that they can pick and roll him to death. And get wide open looks. So when we talk about Rudy Gobert and we talk about the way that he plays the game, he is an elite rim protector. He's not an elite defender outside of the paint. I, I just, I don't know how else to, I don't know how else to put that. Well, and this is what the NBA does. I mean, this is why the NBA is the best league in the world because because what happens is your weaknesses for any player, not just for Rudy, like literally for any player, your weaknesses will get exposed regularly. And that's because of the talent in the NBA and because of the brains in the NBA. Steve Kerr understands, you know, all right, I got to watch this film on this team and I got to put a game plan together. What am I looking for? I'm just looking for opportunities to put my best players in positions to put the ball through the hole. That's what I'm looking for. I want Klay Thompson wide open on the three off of a pick. You know, I want Jordan Poole wide open, you know? And the problem is, is that every, for everybody who says, oh, well, Quinn's got to make adjustments. What adjustments is Quinn going to make when he's consistently coached Rudy to step up? What else is there to do? There's nothing else to yeah, do. I don't know. There's nothing else you can do with this roster. I don't know how you – I don't even know that fix is not the right word, but it is what it is. Uh, Mr. E says Dallas has nothing to offer anyway. Stop with that narrative, please. Stop with, the, oh, the Knicks have nothing to offer. They're, they're, they have. Dallas has plenty to offer. And if you're going to trade Rudy Gobert, it's not going to be one for one. It's going to be a multi-team deal. Yeah. And I, I, the thing that is so frustrating – Jazz fans consider themselves well. We're a we're a smarter fan base, and uh, 
You know, we're the St. Louis Cardinal fans of the NBA. We know everything. What the fuck are you talking about? We know everything about the NBA. <laughs> and yet, I consistently hear that, well, Dallas has nothing to offer. The Knicks have nothing to offer for Don. Donnie, you're out of your element. <laughs> so just trades then never get made, right? Well, the Lakers have nothing to offer. Um, so they just won't make trades. Washington I mean, had nothing to offer, right? Yeah, fuck it. We're out. Like, I mean, we have nothing to offer. We might as well just play out the string until all these contracts expire. And So you have and, no frame of reference here, Donnie. You know, <laughs> we're good. I mean, they have nothing to offer. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that drives me crazy. <laughs> How, well, we're a, we're a higher brow cut of fan. We're smart. I mean, listen, we cheer at the right times. We pull um, at the right times, you know. It's always the official's fault. That wasn't a foul. Like, stop. Stop. If, if well, they have nothing to offer was an excuse, nobody would make trades. Everybody's got something to offer. Yes. Everybody. Yes. So, wait, let me get this right. If the... It, it, this is what they have nothing to offer is the exact same thing as, well, why don't we just trade Rudy to Dallas for Luca? And, they have nothing to offer, yeah. guy. Yeah, why don't we just trade Rudy for Luca? And, you know, that's a fair trade. That's, that's, it's the, it's the same moronacy. It's the same, like, lunacy. Yes, Dallas has plenty to offer. If Dallas called you right now and said first round pick, Dorian Finney Smith, and, Oh, by the way, we're going to get this third team in and you're going to get and we're going to get and they're going to get. You'd be like, all right, cool, bro. <laughs> and then next and then tomorrow or that, you know, the day after we jump on the mic, those same people be like, hey, we traded Rudy and got no, this guy. No, no. Those same people be like, yeah, I told you Dallas was a team we we're going to make a deal with. <laughs> told you what I tell you, man. Dallas, the perfect fit. But wait, I thought you said they had nothing to offer. We're Utah Jazz fans. We're a higher cut of fan. We're, we understand it more than you do, you casual. You're yeah, casual. Like, that's what – you got to stop with this they don't have anything to offer thing. you got to stop with, oh, you're a casual because you disagree with me. You're yeah, casual. So, like, on YouTube the other day, like, I, I misspelled Rudy Gobert's name. Like, I had a typo in it. It was G-O-E-B-E-R-T. I put an extra E in there for whatever reason. Well, because I'm just stupid, right? Right. Um. And so this guy's like, you lose all credibility. You don't even know how to spell his name. <laughs> like, I, I, what do I say to that? So I said to the guy, I was like, all right, cool, man. You know what? I'm pathetic. I'm a loser. You know, I'm just going to go find a monk colony somewhere in the, in, the, in the mountains. I'll disappear forever. I should just stop doing the podcast because clearly I'm not on your level. Uh, I'm, I'm not on your level. Hi, bro. Jazz fan. I don't know how to spell Gobert. You know, I only type it 55 fucking thousand times a week. It's one typo, and oh, you're a casual. You don't even know how to. And the guy literally said, "You're a, you're a casual. You don't know how to spell his name." Yeah, I know. I know. I'll just stop doing the shit. Like the 30 years I've covered the NBA, that's going to go into crisis. That's out the window here at the house. The Dallas has nothing. Right. You're funny this morning. I can you, hand it to you. I just lose my patience for shit like Dallas has nothing to offer. You lose all credibility. You can't spell dickhole, so you're out of here. Okay. Okay. Go, All right. Go All ahead. Right. Go All listen right. to the football guy talk about basketball. Go for Donnie, it. Donnie, please.
Anyway, Avli says morning, guys. Uh, Fibbo, the man one, says, after watching the NBA for 25 years, I learned that teams always are playing ISO on weakest players on defense, and that is Gobert for Utah. At least four or five threes came over Gobert. Absolutely. Avli says, enough is enough. Donovan's just horrible. Why he disappears at the end of games. Okay, so wait, let me get this right. Because Avli is our noted on the show. He's the Monty Show. Donovan's a cocksucker guy. <laughs> so let me just make sure... <laughs> I mean, that's probably a misquote. I don't believe he's what? ever said. I don't believe he's ever said that. But Av, let me just get this right, because you can't have it both ways. Wasn't wasn't Av the guy who said Donnie No D Mitchell? No, that was somebody else. Okay, I don't my bad. That's Sorry, I get him people. confused. But wait, no, no, no. Av, let me get this right. So wait, he can't. He's terrible in the clutch, but he disappears at the end of games. So you can't have it both ways. Because at least he wants to take shots at the end of the game. So what is it? Is he bad in the clutch or does he disappear? Because I'm confused. When you when you take shots and miss shots, I can respect that. Okay, like, hey, game's on the line. Donnie's got the ball. There's nobody else I want to have the ball for the Utah Jazz. Here, let me, let me ISO up on myself because I'm Isolation. a sex machine. I'm really good looking. Okay, right? Let me right. ask you this. Who else on this team do you want to take the, the, the last shot of the game? Who, like Mike Conley, is that the other guy? Because help me understand this now. Like Mike Conley, who is shooting, I think, sub 30% in the paint now. You want Mike Conley to take that game-winning shot over Donovan Mitchell. Nah, I'm fine. Um, I'll take Donnie all day long. Donovan Mitchell is, I'll say it again, a generational talent. And is he lacking in some areas? Yes, he is. And if you want to keep saying he disappears at the end of games, okay, cool. Who are you going to give the ball to? Because Av, you're a huge, you're a huge Gobert guy. Tell me what happens when you give Rudy Gobert the ball and say, "Go win me the game." You know what happens? You lose the game. Yeah. Period. Because one, he is becoming obsolete on the defensive end now at the end of games. We've seen this repeatedly. He is becoming obsolete, and I only point to the schedule and tell you in all these games that they've lost, whether it was absolutely Boston. Whether it was Charlotte ran the exact same thing. Um, I can tell you the L.A. Clippers the other night, like it was a year ago in the playoffs, and now the Golden State Warriors. So for all of the Rudy Gobert, he's the king of the world. This is the guy. Like, holy shit, give him a crown and a championship. Explain to me how you give him the ball and let him win the game for you. If Donnie's terrible and he's not clutch and... I, I, what I want is jazz fans to actually look at this and be rational, be rational because Av, when you roll in here and you say enough, enough, Donnie is just horrible. Don, Donovan Mitchell. And when you say Donovan is just horrible, I'm thinking you're talking about Donovan Mitchell, right? That's who you're talking with. Donovan Mitchell's a horrible player. He's terrible. Like can't have him on the team. He's awful, right? That's what you're saying. Do you hear the shit that comes out of your mouth? Like, do you, when you guys say, oh, Dallas has nothing to offer us. Okay, well, they want Luka Doncic for Rudy Gobert. You're not, you're not taking that phone call? And in all seriousness, they offer you Tim Hardaway and Dorian Finney-Smith and, uh, and somebody from another team, a draft pick, and you send them $20 million and Rudy Gobert, you're not taking that phone call. You don't want Dorian Finney-Smith, who's the exact fucking guy you're missing on this team, but you don't want to talk to them because Dallas has nothing to offer. And oh, by the way, Donovan Mitchell's trash. He's terrible. He's no D. Don Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell with no D. Like, he's horrible. Yet, 
I got news for you. There's every other team in the NBA who right now today would make the phone call and trade for Donovan Mitchell. He's that terrible. Like, do you, do you guys, do you hear what you're saying? Like, I'm out of patience for this. I'm seriously out of patience for this. Like, I have no desire to sit here and have the conversation, Av, that Donovan Mitchell, enough is enough, Donovan's horrible. Like, what? Where, where, where am I supposed to go with that? Where am I supposed to go with that? To the next comment. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Cool you, are, so cool junior. Uh, <laughs> CJ so cool junior. Quinn is not mentally tough. Royce unplayable in the clutch. Conley can't be played in clutch. Bogey just came back from injury. Gomez house were playing great. He benched them. Okay. Wanacho cheese sauce Gomez um, is not a guy that you want to play 30 minutes a night. And this is the uh, somebody again with Daniel house and nacho cheese Gomez. Can I just explain to you that these are people who have been around the league and cut by multiple teams and you want to play them 30 minutes a night. It must be because the nacho cheese tastes good. I'm trying to figure it like, Listen, Hernan Gomez is an energy player. He can knock down an occasional three. Let's look because this is another one of these conversations. Yeah. Oh, my God. You got to play Azabukadoke. Okay, so let's look at Hernan Gomez, right? Let's let's look at Juanacho, Juanacho Hernan Gomez yeah. and stuff. Let me ask you this. When you think about his career three-point percentage – Right, because that's what you want him. You want you want him to come in and shoot. Play three. some defense, shoot some threes. Who wants to guess at Mister Wenacho Hernan Gomez's three point percentage? And by the way, I know that Donnie sucks, and I can't believe that we're not playing Wenacho Hernan Gomez more because he averages two point seven points a game. He, you understand, Hernan Gomez averages. 2.7 points a game and you want to crown this dude so for like his three-point percentage this season his three-point percentage is 32.8 percent and admittedly for the jazz he's shot 42 and a half percent right like and everybody's like but his career three-point percentage is 40 percent that's very true. Do you know what like his career per game is? He shoots two less than two threes a game and makes less than one a game and shoots 40%. And you want this guy to play more than more than who? Because he's not going to play him more than now that Bogey's back, not going to play him more than Bogey. Nope. Not going to play him more than Royce because at least Royce is generally going to try hard. He's try hard guy. He won't shoot when it matters, but he'll try. He'll try hard, right? Like who do you, instead of who this in, in look, when Acho has played in how many seasons here? One, two, three, four. We're cause in 2020, he was on three different fucking teams. <laughs> Five. And this year, this year, I know this is crazy. 
I know this is crazy. He's such a good player when Acho Herman Gomez, like the crazy best player anybody's ever fucking seen. Who the f is that guy? Herman Gomez has been on three teams this year alone. I mean, I can't believe, I like, and you tell me, I know I don't know the NBA because I'm a fucking casual, <laughs> but this guy's been on like 27 teams in the last three weeks and you want him to play more than who? What would I do without you? Get the fuck out of here with that. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm probably at the end of my rope. I'm like, I'm at the end of my rope here. I, I have to give you credit. Wait, wait, wait. You're putting on a show this morning and it's quite entertaining. I'm just I got to give you credit. It. I'm over. The, I, I hear you. The ridiculous. Av Lee, what the hell isn't Don taking? Why the hell isn't Don taking a charge? So wait. Okay. Every superstar in the league will take a charge. Oh, they will? They like, okay, so Kevin Durant's in the paint taking a charge. I don't want him in the paint taking a charge. And he's not, by the way. Yeah, that's so, Claxton's job. So go ahead and show me the superstar that's in the paint at the end of games taking charges. Why would you want that? Wait, wait, okay, hang on a second. So you're you're a Rudy Gobert guy. Rudy Gobert's the best rim defender anybody's ever seen anywhere, ever, in any league, even AAU. But I need Donovan Mitchell, my superstar in the paint, taking a charge. Is Don a good defender? He's an average defender. He ha His footwork defensively is not great, frankly. And I wish that he would go over screens instead of under. He could be a better defender. I'm not asking him to take a charge. Um, is Steph Curry taking charges? No, that's Draymond Green's job. Right? Like, think of the superstar you wanted is... is is Luka Doncic taking charges? He tries. He's terrible at it. But you don't want those guys taking charges. You're really, your complaint right now is that Donovan Mitchell won't sit in the paint and take a charge. And then if he gets hurt, you're saying he's soft. I don't want him taking charges. Why would I want him taking a charge? Why do I want Donovan Mitchell in the paint? Ask Trent Forrest's fucking face if it's smart to be in the paint around Rudy Gobert. I don't want Donovan Mitchell in the paint. God, what are you talking about? Ask his face. Like, but I'm serious. Like, Av, do you hear what you're saying? <laughs> please. Please. Dude. Shoot me now. <laughs> Ask Trent Forrest's just shoot face. Me. Just shoot me now. Like, I, I'm i just out of. Like, see, and, and what's it? Like, Greg Hawkins. Yeah. Sending me a clutch stat on Donovan Mitchell. Useful, good conversation. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, you know, he's 35th of those who have qualified for enough shots, 254th in the entire league. That's a that's a conversation we can have. Is Donovan shooting well in the clutch? He's not. Is he a clutch player? No. But last year when I said that, and Devin Booker was the guy that we were talking, oh, you're, you're an idiot, casual. Okay, <laughs> cool. Now we're seeing it, and you're like, yeah, trade that son of a bitch. Can you believe it? Like, he's terrible. Yeah, I guess I'll have to figure something out. Like, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Okay. <laughs> hey, by the way, by the way, did you guys know we're giving away a PS5? Did yeah, I've heard that? that. I've heard that. Um, James Knight says, has anybody told you you're a condescending mofo, Monty? Yes, many times. Many. I... No, I've never heard that before. You're Caleb casual. says, we can look super good sometimes, and other times we fall apart. We struggle with uh, most with closing out games. It's true. Yeah. Because other teams adjust, and the Jazz don't have another another place to go.
Like, see, again, good comment, good conversation. The adjustment is what's lacking here because you don't have – You don't have the players to make adjustments. The depth to play like. – You can't – this team has to play slow, plotting basketball because they don't do well on the run. When the Jazz get out and try to run a lot, you see turnovers, right? So who's your energy guy you're bringing in off the bench? That's Jordan Clarkson, who turns the ball over a lot, right? Usually there's two stats you can look at, fast break points and assists, and the Jazz don't have many of either. Yeah. The Jazz are not a very good assist team at all. They usually will lose the assist battle. Yeah, absolutely they will. Um, Tanner says the Jazz fan base is smoking crack if they consider themselves – a smart fan base. Oh, there's comments all over my YouTube channel about, oh, well, and I shouldn't say all over. Yesterday, there was a comment about how this is we we this fan base deserves better. We're a smarter, higher I, – I can't remember what the words he used, but talking about being a smarter, more intelligent fan base. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and then we get Trey Donovan Mitchell because he's just awful comments, which drive me crazy. Brandon Whitehead says, for three quarters and a half – quarters we are the best team and can beat anyone in the league but we fold like an accordion in the last five minutes it's a problem it is absolutely a problem it is a problem and you're not going to fix that quickly because what you don't have is the ability to to play faster that like the other night golden state perfect example golden yeah. state just started playing faster yeah they started running up and but down that's the floor an adjustment. and then the jazz were getting back and so Golden State downshifted, played half court, isolated Rudy, because they knew he's teams know that he's not going to come up and defend that three. They know that. And by the way, the other thing that that I would say, the other thing I would say, because you know Johnny on the spot over here is like, you guys are never right about anything. I, the thing I would point out is a, if you curse in the comments, you're going to get filtered. B, <laughs> look no further than I reported last Thursday. I think it was or. Wednesday or whenever it was, that Rudy Gobert, there was a burnout factor in the organization with Rudy Gobert, and that his comments, critical of his teammates in the media, were isolating his teammates. That he is not, and perhaps the right way to say it, he's not popular amongst his teammates because he continues to point fingers at people. What did Rudy Gobert say the very next day, post-game? Well, you know, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to win, and I know that I shouldn't be pointing fingers at people. But I just keep it real. But I'm just keeping it real, and all I want to do is win. And so he basically validated my comment, my my sourcing news, word for word, the next day. Like, I don't know. You can sit here and say that we're casuals and we're wrong on the jazz all the time. And point to me, especially this season, I think we've been pretty good to you on the jazz. Yeah. I think our information's been good. I think our analysis has been good. And I'm telling you right now that the flaw with this team is not on an individual level. It is a collective level. And Ryan Smith bears as much blame for this as Donovan and Rudy do. Yeah. All the way down the chain. I've calmed down a little bit. You know. Greg Hawkins says, this is the best Monty Show episode I've seen in a while. I'm telling you, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm nothing with that vibe. Yeah. Uh, Ab Lee says, a superstar isn't a superstar because of 25 points a night. A superstar can take charge and change the outcome of a game at will. This is a five-man game. This is, not, this is not a batter going into the box and hitting a home run. 
there's nobody on an NBA floor outside of right now, I would say Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant cannot even win a game on his own. You look at what happened in the playoffs last year with the toe on the line. He, he dropped 55 points the other night and they lost. Man, like do you, look at what's going on with the Lakers. Yep. Who's had a better year this year than LeBron James offensively? Not many, if any. And they're out of the play. They're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Like you, you have to understand, this is not a one-player league. This is a three-player league. You need three guys. You need two superstars and that third guy. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. I look at I look at Brooklyn. I look at, I mean, even like look at Giannis. Mm-hmm. Giannis can't win on his own. He's got two other guys in Middleton and Holiday. Um, I look at Phoenix. You've got Chris Paul. You've got Devin Booker. You've got Mikhail Bridges. You've got Cam Johnson, who's back. DeAndre Ayton. Like, I mean, it's a collective. Yeah. On this team, you've got one guy who can score the ball anytime he wants. That's that Donovan will. Mitchell. That's it. He's the only guy. Because you, bogey's limited. Um, I think you're looking at the end times of Mike Conley. There's not another guy, Hernan Gomez be damned, who can score anytime he wants. There, There isn't. And, yeah. Whoa. Comment dump. Sorry about that. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, good morning, fellas. Jeff, good to see you. Uh, Brandon Whiteside says, if needing assets matters, then we need to go get Jokic or Morant. Some other team will magically make the difference. The way that trades in the NBA work, and let's focus on Don or Rudy. Because, again, I've been told repeatedly they're not going to trade Donovan Mitchell. Um, They are going to trade Rudy Gobert, and they will attempt to trade Rudy Gobert. They know they're going to have to pay a good bit of the contract. They're going to have to kick cash into that deal. Um, and it's going to be tough to do because they're in salary. They're, they're paying the luxury tax on the salary uh, side and they, they have to get value for value. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is why I point at Justin Zanuck. His blame is that he did not more leverage Joe Ingles contract. And from what I understand, he's the one that made the Joe Ingles trade and you've got nothing in return for that. And you gave away an expiring contract. And also, by the way, you gave away bird rights to, to Joe Ingles. So you really got nothing in return for that deal. But my point is, when you are in this situation and you're going to trade Rudy Gobert, you're going to have to do it amongst multiple teams. You are going to have to probably take a bad contract in return, and you are going to have to send significant money and probably a future first-round pick out in that deal. That's the position that you're in. And the problem is you can't afford to lose for the next five years, which is how you generally ride out situations like this. If you're the Jazz and and you were – because they're concerned about losing Donovan. I can tell you that. I've been told point blank. Their priority is to make sure that Donovan Mitchell wants to be here. Mm -hmm. And if that didn't matter, you would just ride this out. You would trade your peripheral players. You would bring in young guys. You would draft, and you would hope for the best. And once you got down past into some equity with Rudy Gobert's deal, then you would trade him. Well, the problem is that doesn't work now because if, you, if you're if you just going to play out the string here, you're going to have some really unhappy folks and you are going to be god-awful. And you are going to wind up over a barrel, which you are essentially anyway, but you don't want, you don't want it to become a public meltdown every single night. And that's what this will turn into. So my guess is they trade Rudy Gobert. It's a multi-team deal. And 
I think it's a minimum of five players in that deal because he just makes an enormous amount of money. And even if you send cash out with him, you have to balance it. The money has to work within a certain percentage because you cannot take extra salary back. You're shipping out 41, right? You can take less salary back, but you cannot add salary when you're paying the luxury tax. Yep. So, and by the way, making a Rudy Gobert trade gets easier if you move Bogey and Conley and Royce and like, and this is why so many people think they're going to trade Jordan Clarkson. That, I like what we're hearing. Hey, everybody but Don. I like that a lot. I, I think, think that's, that's where you're at. Go. That's the way to go. I think that's where you're at. And Garcy, Onovan, no Mamba Mitchell can do it all except play D and hit game winners. Okay. Um, Caleb says Bogdanovich used to be clutch. He did, but he, this calf injury, but you see, we're saying that about everybody. Like if you just take a step back, we're well, saying that about everybody. Yeah. And ages it, it, father time is undefeated in this league. Always yep. has been, always will be. Yep. There's, I mean, there's just no way around it. Like, it's just not one of those things where you can surmise, guess, hope, you know, that in this league, most guys go the wrong direction after 32 years old. Yes. So paying a guy luxury tax money, and I think Mike Conley's 63. I could be wrong about that. He may be 62. Yeah. Paying a guy that money at that age was a mistake. It was, it was a mistake. Okay, a couple more. Uh, poor Man's Ride says, Boyan and Royce should not be on last minutes of the game. I'd rather have Gay and Pascal. Well, Rudy Gay is, is one of the great conundrums. Another guy. I, it just hasn't worked, but he is he makes a fair amount of his threes. It, the problem is is that Rudy Gay just can't defend the perimeter because he's very him and Boyan are very much the same player defensively is that they don't move laterally. So they're very much the same player left and right. Um, you know, I, I just I think that is what it is. Spencer Morgan says, Monty, the phrase is tough row to hoe, not road to hoe. Okay. Cool, man. Um, Tanner says the turning, this turning into my favorite Monty show episode. Okay. Dude. Av says Don is never going to be that one. The more I see his game, the more I realize that he is at his peak. And from there, it's only one way down. Yeah. He will have some highlight moments, but that's about it. So wait, let me ask you this. If you are Donovan Mitchell a year ago, were you a better or a worse player? than you are right now because it's it's pretty clear he's a superior player to who he was a year ago superior his range on his three-point shot alone is exceptional growth that you usually don't see out of guys yeah he is you can see by the way trying now to add a mid-range to his game on the fly you can see that now you can see that he is at no point in his career has he been a driving kick guy until right now. So you can see Don is evolving his game. But so the assertion he's at his ceiling, if he was at his ceiling, would he have extended his three-point range? Would he be working in mid-range? Would he be working in driving kick? If he was at his ceiling and this is the highest best we'll ever see Donovan Mitchell at? Nope. No, he wouldn't be. No, he would. I don't know why you're so anti Donovan Mitchell, but this idea, the things that you're saying are crazy. Yeah, it's clear you're just hating on him, man. It's fine. Like he is. I don't want him taking charges in the paint. To that point, I'm sorry, man. I don't want that. Um, I don't want him 
Donovan Mitchell's got a ton of growth. The, the, the question you should be asking yourself is, why is this incarnation of the Jazz not developed? Like, and if we're talking about guys at their ceiling, show me where Rudy Gobert's growth is. He's a phenomenal shot blocker and rim protector. I agree with that 100%. He changes guys' direction, alters shots. Totally agree with that. But where's the offensive growth here? Because he still can't dribble. He still cannot dribble. And his footwork in the post is not great. He is awkward and clumsy going to the basket. And everybody is saying he can shoot threes and Look at the jump shot. The other, did you guys, did anybody notice that? Am I the only one that noticed that against Golden State? He took one jump shot from the, uh, the, the free throw line extended, and it was a monumental brick. It was one of those shots that hit the backboard so hard it rattled off the rim. <laughs> like, he, he, it, it hit the backboard with such force that it kicked up into the air after it hit the rim. So, he's the guy... Listen, this team, this team's going to go where he goes. As long as Rudy Gobert's on this roster, he'll be the limiting force. Yeah. The big men in this league, why did Clint Capella get paid and traded? And where did Atlanta go? Where did Houston go? Houston had a fire sale. But what can you see in Houston now? That they, What did they do? They went young. They acquired a bunch of young guys drafted a bunch of young guys, and now you can see what they're doing. They're Memphis from last year. Yes, they're, they're and they're very exciting to watch. It's bril <laughs> It's kind of brilliant business if you think about it. So now where is Memphis? Well, they don't have John Morant, who, by the way, did anybody see that video of him spending $55,000 on jewelry? Good luck. Um, but look at where Memphis is this year compared to last year. They're a far better team this year compared to last year. Look at look at what you saw the other night out of pool with Golden State. That kid's going to be a star. He is going to be a star. Yes. I mean, it, you look at the worst teams in the NBA, and this is what should scare you as a Jazz fan. You look at the worst teams in the NBA right now, the Detroit Pistons, incredible young talent. Incre Kate Cunningham and Sadiq Bey. <laughs> Sadiq Bey, another thing you're apparently casual about. Yeah, I don't know anything about Sadiq Bey, even Nothing. though I've been telling you for – four months Sadiq Bey is legit um you look at the worst teams in the NBA they are young and they are dynamic and they are coming you you look at I'm telling you Houston look at Minnesota I'm a casual about Minnesota too I don't know a thing about Minnesota nope you look at Minnesota and you look at Carl Anthony Towns and his influence on that group of guys they're coming that's what the Jazz don't have they don't have draft picks. They don't have first-round picks. They don't have second-round picks. And they're not young at all. They have no draft capital and no way to get it. And, by the way, they don't have any youth. And they don't develop guys anyway, so they don't have youth because they trade them all. So, I don't know what you do. That's what should be worrisome for you. All right. Um, we need to keep moving. Let's see. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, whoa, comment dump. Spencer Morgan said, the decision to bench Hernan Gomez – uh, and House with about 15 minutes left in the game and bring in Royce instead is the reason the Jazz lost. I will agree that if Daniel House is healthy, he's a better defender than Royce O'Neal. Yeah. And you need you needed to play him um, because you just had no way to slow the game down. You had no way. Like Golden State was just 
The Clay Thompson three, that that yeah. un, unchecked Clay Thompson three was infuriating. Yeah, I mean that's what we see, but that's the thing. I mean, the, you don't have like against Golden State, you have no way to slow them down, and against other teams, you have no way to stop what they want to do, and that's the problem. This Man. roster doesn't have a way to stop teams. That that Clay three is when you knew you were in trouble. Yeah, and Poole just dominating you, and Draymond just dominating you, and again, we're casuals. I I mean it is the and you saw kind of what Draymond Green does to people. Like the frustration he causes because he just grabs the ball and runs for his life. And you were watching the thing that was hard to watch is they were getting the ball off the jazz misses and they were past three of your five guys in a, in a blink Yeah, because they're, they're just up the floor. And so you, you look at, you look at the performance that you got out of, out of pool and clay Thompson um, you look at w- Wiggins, Wiggins, how many, how many easy layups, <laughs> like the Euro step and the one, two step into the paint. You, you look at Draymond green, he plays 33 minutes. He's plus 20 in 33 minutes, 10 points, nine, nine boards, seven dimes in a block. That's incredible. The guy has seven assists. Yeah. Which I think is more than the entire jazz team had. I could be wrong. The jazz only had 19 assists in that game. I'm like, saying they're not playing together. No, and the frustrating thing is, in the first half of the game, what did we see out of the Jazz? Oh man, whip arounds, ball movement, pick and roll. I like. will say, I will say, one thing that I'm still waiting for from Don in development in his game is is that like on the floor, in the moment, gathering the troops together type leadership. Yeah, you know, we do see that other guys. You know, whether it's – and, again, it's an unfair comparison to compare him to LeBron, but, like, the LeBrons, the best in the world, man. You know, the LeBrons, the KDs, the Giannis's, the Books, the CP3s, they all have this uncanny ability to kind of just reset and ground their team so that their team goes back to playing the way they did in the first half so they don't blow a 20-point lead. And that, I'm, I think, you know, this whole dynamic between Rudy and Don and Rudy not taking criticism and really not listening – I think that plays into this inability of Donovan's on some level, because if you're Donovan, this is your team except for one guy, you know? So I'll be interested to see how that dynamic kind of changes once this summer happens. Jackson says, Monty, why do you have 27 laptops open? Dude, I have three open. Settle down. Uh, I have 27 (laughs) laptops open on this table because this is an iPad and it runs the camera system. This runs YouTube and that runs the audio podcast. So we don't we don't risk our platforms. We have them separated. We, that's actually complete garbage. We use all these to just watch endless amounts of basketball and, and jazz. No, it's all so. porn. We're just watching a bunch of porn on the yeah, laptop, casual on the laptops. Yeah, see, you know, fans only and stuff. Yeah, fans uh, only. Caleb says Luke have been on a different level um, from I don't want to uh, to play the man. Yeah. I would agree. I don't want to play the Mavs. I would agree with that. Don't want to play the Warriors either. Clay went off. He did. Pistons have a bright future. Yes, they do. Uh, Brandon Whiteside says, Draymond should have gotten a T. He is a freaking out on the refs every play. Very true. I agree. Uh, d- did you guys see – everybody was asking me why I didn't talk about the Russell Westbrook thing with the the Jazz and Rudy. I don't know why they didn't tee him up for that. That should have been a flagrant when he hit Rudy in the head like that. I mean, that was ridiculous. It really was. Uh, Hardaway would be a huge upgrade to the Jazz wing defense in a guard length, which is a huge problem. I'm telling you, if Dallas wants him, I I would have to consider that trade because they actually have things that you want. Like 
If you replaced Royce O'Neal with Dorian Finney-Smith. Listen, listen. I'd rather be on the – with Rudy Gobert, I'd rather trade him than not trade him. So yes. trade him to another team. You know you know he's beatable. Handle it. <laughs> Spencer says, you spend way too much time on the dumb comments. I probably do. Yeah, but it's comedy. It's funny. Jeremy Bolton, man, Alex Caruso has been killing it lately. Dude has been spectacular. Wish he was on the Jazz. He He's the next Buckets O'Neal. Excuse me, it's Buckets O'Bench. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank that. you. By the way, yeah. what do you make of the Lakers? Missing? They're, they're, they're done. Yeah, they're going to miss the playoffs. It's over. Speaking of finger pointing, more on LeBron James or more on Anthony Davis? I think it's more on Anthony Davis. I do. I think LeBron is a proven uh, contributor in the NBA. I think LeBron's legacy and what he can do for a team is proven. He's done it multiple times. And I think he's been let down by Anthony Davis. And more importantly, this season, Russell Westbrook. Um, I think that that LeBron is at this point. I don't know why, if you're LeBron, you would come back or you would continue to play. Like, there's two games left here. I mean, he's I missed would just 22 be done, games. Yeah, dude. I would just, I would just honestly, like, I would be done. I would rest. And honestly, like, if I'm LeBron, I'm not tripping. Like, I'm not. Like, okay, cool. The fan base is going to be upset that you didn't make the playoffs. Okay, yeah. understood. But this team. The same, it's the same logic with the Lakers that it is with the Jazz, man. This team is not – this Laker team is not – it didn't work. You know, I love Carmelo Anthony. It didn't work this year. You know, I love Russ, but it didn't work, you know. And, and frankly, Anthony Davis, I'm not ready to say that this guy is is one of the best players in the league right now. The health thing is is really starting to hurt his like career and his legacy. Like even last night he's limping around. Yeah, I mean, at some point – at some point, like, don't wear Kobe's anymore. Change your shoes. Put on another headband. I don't know, dude, but figure it out, bro. Figure it out. Change your style of play. We've seen numerous guys do it. Even even Don, dude. Don doesn't go up and dunk nearly as much as he used Devin to Booker. early in his career. Devin, Devin Booker, Booker is perfect the perfect example. example. Yes. And this is what I don't understand. Anthony Davis is constantly injuring ankles, knees, feet. Like, these are these are are big injuries that you can mitigate. Like you can build up your legs to the point where your, your quads, hamstrings, calves can support those joints. You can change the way you play the injuries that he's running into. A lot of times are bangs and twists and tweaks. Yes. And he can't absorb them, build your body and change the way you play the game so that you can play 75 games a year. Nobody is expecting guys the size of Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, the guys that take a beating in this league every night to play 82 games. It's not realistic with the size of the athlete in the NBA today. And when you have idiots like Russell Westbrook running around hacking dudes like he did on Rudy, you're not going to play 82 games. But it's certainly feasible that you would play 75 games a year. Yeah. And Anthony Davis can't do that. And Again, I point to Devin Booker because he was constantly pulling hamstrings, tweaking his knee. Well, he was soft. Like, his body, literally, yes. he wasn't, like, yoked or anything. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Steph Curry's another example of a guy that was constantly turning an ankle, a knee, when he had that quad injury. And he put millions into his legs. And he twisted his ankle again this year. But he's a guy that's played a lot more games in the last five years. It's not rocket science, but I look at the disappointments around the NBA. It is stunning to me that the Lakers are where they are. Like I can yeah. write off why the Clippers struggled for so long. You know, you can almost understand why some teams struggle. It's beyond belief 
that this Laker team just is this bad. Yeah. Like, they can't defend anybody. They gave up, I think, 129 points the other night. Like, they can't defend anybody. It's it's crazy. And then you look out east, and I I don't know who the best team in the east is. I know it's not. I, I'm a firm believer it's not Philly. It's not Chicago. Yeah. I don't think it's Milwaukee. And I have no idea. It, even at this point, I think it's probably too late for Ben Simmons to come back. Mm-hmm. But I still am terrified of, of Brooklyn. Like, looking at that team, they had to get, like, historically bad shooting performances for Kevin Durant to knock down 55 and lose. Yeah. And they still almost won that game. And I, I look out west, I think the, the Phoenix Suns are by far the best team. Mm-hmm. It, it's not close to me. But, man, Denver looks awfully willing. Like, yeah. I mean – I liked the Aaron Gordon deal when they made it, but man, he's even better than he was last year. Like the impact that Aaron Gordon has on Nikola Jokic is ridiculous. And Will Barton, if Will Barton's going to make corner threes like that, the 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 Denver Nuggets will go to the Western Conference Finals. And then it's then it's a coin flip. Yeah. Cuz once you get there, I don't care how good you are, you're you're in for a dogfight. Yeah, it's about execution at that Yeah, point. you pretty rarely see sweeps in the Western Conference Yeah, finals. that ain't happening. Uh all right, make sure you hit subscribe. If you're here, please give us a thumbs up and a like. Um really helps the channel grow. Don't forget we are giving away a PlayStation at 5,000 and we had a really good weekend. We picked up another I think like 56 subscribers. Thank you for that. Uh, real quick on Tiger Woods, because mm-hmm. you seem to be all boned over him playing in the Masters this week. Yeah. I said boned. I did say that. You said boned. Our boss is going to want to have a meeting after the show. Um, I hope he plays. Me too. I would watch if he plays. Mm-hmm. Because somehow, shockingly, he's still the face of golf. Like it, It's somehow. Like, he's been practicing at Augusta for the last 10 days, and it's all anybody's talked about. How many guys play on the tour? A hundred? Five million? Like, a ton of guys, right? Hundreds, yeah. Like, it's a lot of people. Yet, Tiger Woods is still the face of golf. Well, and it's because, in my opinion, it's guys like Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth should be far better than he is. Like, look at who won the Masters last year. Hideki Matsuyama. Not marketable in our country. He's not. Golf in our country is a very aloof, elitist sport. And I don't think anybody from, um, you know, the Asian countries is going to be a huge star in our country in golf. So I look at who, like, has the potential. Well, I look at a guy like Ricky Fowler. Just not good enough. We've been we've been waiting for these guys to... to take that next step for a decade. Dustin Johnson's more known for his hot, incredibly smoking hot wife. And he's won a masters, but not, not good enough. I look at Jordan Spieth, this Texas kid, good looking guy, like the American dream. And he hasn't won in like 30 years. May, may. Yeah. I mean, like does, <clears throat> would it shock anybody if Jordan Spieth never won a major, another major? No, it wouldn't. Mainly because nobody talks about Jordan Spieth. But every time Tiger Woods enters a tournament, all of a sudden the guy's like... Oh, he doesn't even have to enter the tournament. The guy can be at the driving range and you've got like 10 media trucks there watching him. He could be at the driving range in Yuma for the Phoenix Open in Scottsdale and people are like, hey, bro, bro, you coming up to play or what? It's it's amazing to me. (laughs) And and, and that's why I say I I think that golf is, is... It just... 
I don't know who the ne that next person is going to be. And I swear to God, if it's Charlie Woods and we have to wait that long, that's going to be embarrassing. You know, like it, 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 there should be another guy and there just isn't. And it's, it's baffling to me. Bob Hyde just simply question puts a question mark. Bob, I don't know what that comment means. Uh, Spencer Morgan says we knew what Av meant. What do you mean? I don't know what Av meant. Uh, Greg Hawkins says the level of competition in golf has increased to the point where it's basically impossible to have a dominant run like Nicholas or Tiger. You think so? I, I, I think it is. I think what's interesting is this conversation we always have about like, who's the face of the NBA? Who's the face of baseball? Who's the face of your mom? Like we're always trying to figure out like who the, who's the face of the NFL. Like, I don't know who the face of the NFL is right Tom now. Brady. Tom Brady is still the face of the NFL. Um, who's the face of Major League Baseball? Otani. You think he is? Yes. Yes. You think Shohei Otani is yes, the uh, Yes. I think I think he's he's marketed as the best the best player or if not better than Babe Ruth was, and he's a two way player. And people love that about him. Yeah, I'm not ready to say he's better than Babe Ruth was. Um, but I'm just saying that's he's how they one of the more him. popular players, certainly. Certainly. I don't know who the face of baseball would be. Mike do you, Trout doesn't do want to be. Is, who do you, well, that's true. Who do you see on ESPN the most? Because I think they show Shohei Oh, Shohei Otani. all the time. All the uh, Shohei time, Shohei Otani and Bryce Harper are the like two those, guys you always yeah, see. Those two. So, I mean, Bryce Harper, in my opinion, would be – he should be the face of baseball, but he's second. I, I honestly think it's Shohei Otani. And how is it not a Dodger? Yeah, I don't know. That's shocking. You know, like, uh, but I look at golf and I don't know who the face of golf is. It's still Tiger Woods. Yeah. Because Phil Mickelson's in bed with people who cut people's heads off and stuff. Me? Like, yeah, me. Like, I don't know who the next guy is. Like, I, I, I honestly don't know. Like, how do you even come up through the ranks of golf? Yeah, through college. I mean, I, I think you just play the college game and then you hope to get into a you know, into a pro-am and then, you know, I mean. Uh, but how do you become the, like, the next face of golf? Yeah, I think you have to have, because if you think about it, like when Tiger came up, there was, uh, he just has the it factor. You know, Tom has the it factor. You know, like the the best. But Shohei doesn't have the it factor other than what he does on the field. He doesn't like speaking yeah, English. Yeah, and, like, and I think that's the difference. So like Shohei is, is more up the, hey, we've never seen this before type. It factor, but I, know? I also think there is a significant, and this is what I was talking about with uh, Matsuyama. Mm -hmm. Matsuyama won the Masters last year, and I don't think anybody cares because I think we have such a significant bias against the Asian community in this country that I think it's hard to overcome that unless you're Shohei Otani and you are arguably the best hitter in baseball right now mm -hmm. and one of the best arms in baseball right now. Yeah, and I just don't think that. His lack of – like, he's still getting commercials. He's in commercials even though he barely speaks English. Yeah. It's incredible what his talent will do for him. Anyway, to finish my point, I just don't think that there is – I don't know who the next face of golf is, and I don't even know where that will come from. Me either. And, because and – and, and it's a real shame because I think the sport really needs it because I'm telling you, Tiger is – you can only play through the pain so long, bro. And maybe maybe Greg Hawkins is right. Maybe there's just too many. I mean, I, I look at the guys who it should have been. It should have been Rory Mack. It should have been Justin Thomas. It should have, like Dustin Johnson is probably the perfect example. Jordan Spieth is the perfect example. Like yeah. those are all good looking dudes that play golf really well. They just don't like look at Brooks Kepka. 
Brooks Kepka doesn't Kepka like playing guy. golf. Yeah, Kepka's the guy. He does not like playing golf. It freely admits he doesn't practice, doesn't enjoy playing, does not enjoy it, and still wins, and will never be the face of golf. So it's crazy. All right. Now, should probably bring it down. Dial it down. So a couple of things. Um, Ruff's official says Tiger is half Asian, but there can't be an Asian star. Tiger Tiger Woods is not viewed as an as an Asian American. No, he's not. He's viewed as a black golfer. Golfer. He is viewed as. I think the overwhelming majority of golf fans would not know that Tiger's Asian. That'd be my guess. That's just simply a guess. I don't think. I think it. And, uh, no, I'm not getting into it. No, I'm not. No, I I think it's well known. I do. I I just think is, you know. Anyways, uh, Spencer says 1280 constantly tells listeners the fan base is smarter than others. They do. They absolutely do. Uh, Jeff Johnson uh, says Otani was rated number one on AP top 100 players last week. Trout number two. Yeah, that's true. According to ESPN, LaCaron is the face of baseball, the NHL, tennis, and golf. Well, LaCaron. <laughs> okay. You know. Uh, uh, Spencer says take charge and take a charge are different. Yeah, I know. What do you mean? Did I? Did we get? That I don't wrong? know. I have no idea, dude. I can't see the comments. I don't know. Oh, so now it's my fault. No, I'm just saying I don't know. <laughs> Why are you pointing fault. fingers at me, Rudy Gobert? I, hey. Why are you doing that? You know, our team sucks and we lose too much, and you got to be tougher. You know. So wait, you're saying the rant I went on about superstars <laughs> taking charges was me misreading a comment? <laughs> That's really not surprising. That's really That's not very surprising. on brand for the YouTube comments. It is. It is. <laughs> Um, all right. So real quick, cause we've been at this for an hour and 20 minutes already, which mm. is crazy. Um, so our business plan went up in flames last week. Um, <laughs> you know, fucking so, a. so we've been trying to open a restaurant, a fast, casual Mexican concept. And we had it done like it was over. And then it died miserably. Um, because our landlord's like, yeah, we're going to go with you know, Jamba Juice. What the fuck are you talking about? Incredibly, it ended in flames. Um, and it, you know, one of the conversations we've been having a lot on this show lately is how difficult it is to get business done. So being the, you know, the, the strong-minded people that we are, we were like, okay, well, since this isn't going to happen in any time in the next two quarters, what are we going to do right now? So we were like, okay, well, why don't we build a Jeep and make YouTube comment on building a Jeep? So, okay, well, where do you get a Jeep? Well, you go to the Jeep store. <laughs> Except the Jeep stores we went to don't really have Jeeps and don't seem to want to sell Jeeps. It's the fucking Vernal Equinox. <laughs> something. <laughs> it's something. So we go to this Jeep dealer downtown and they have a decent Jeep. A Rubicon. I'm looking for a Rubicon, preferably less than 30,000 miles, preferably $50,000 or less. Six-cylinder. And it's got to have a six-cylinder motor. Absolutely. And so we go to this Jeep dealer who's got one, and the market value on this Jeep is about thirty-seven to 40000 max. Right? Like 40000 yeah. max. They have it listed at $49,000. American U.S. dollars. Right. And so we're like, wait a minute. 
so we walk around the Jeep and it's got like paint dings and, and we're like, well, that doesn't really matter because we're going to wrap it. So, you know, the paint, okay, we can deal with that. Even though it clearly had decals on it and they left the decal glue, like, okay, we're, we're, we can deal with that. But you open it up and it's, it's a used Jeep. Like it's not in great shape. And at $49,000 for a Jeep that I think was a 2017 mm-hmm. with 52,000 miles on it. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. You would think that it would be pristine for $49,000 because I can get a new one for $52,000 and a top of the line one for $60,000. So we said to the sales guy, hey, man, um, you know, like this is way overpriced. Like, is there room in it? Which means, hey, do you have room to come down? He goes, let me go talk to my boss and see how much room we have in it. And he comes out. He's like, yeah, there's room in it. We can come down $800. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. And I'm like, dude, you guys just don't want to sell a Jeep. Like, so we went to like all these Jeep stores. We even went to the, the Porsche dealer down in Lehigh. Mm-hmm. And it's darn near impossible to buy a car right now. Yeah. Like I, I that was at one a of dealer. the, at, at a, dealer. a dealer. And you know who you got to go through? And this is, this will tell you how bad the car buying experience is in this country right now. Carvana and CarMax are probably your best options to buy a car right now. Mm-hmm. They're priced right, and they'll deliver it to you, and they have a, hey, you don't like it? Give it back to us in 30 days, mm-hmm. which is incredible. I, I don't. Did we look at Vroom? Um, I don't remember I don't, if we looked at Vroom. I, I looked at a couple on Vroom, but you know, Vroom has inventory too. So really, all I'm trying to do is, is you know, hey, let's, let's get a, a Rubicon. Mm-hmm. Let's build it like let's let's put suspension on it, wheels, tires don't have to do anything to the motor like the gearbox on a on a Rubicon is built for like slow crawling up rocks like Mrs. Monty loves off roading like all this stuff like it's a it's a really good plan. Mm -hmm. And you know what like Jeep videos do good business on YouTube like perfect plan. But you can't build you can't build a Jeep unless you have a Jeep to build. And right now, it's really difficult to get a Jeep to build. Now, the one we did find, we found an SRT Jeep. We did find an SRT Grand Cherokee, but I don't know that you can build one of those. No, but it was fun to drive it. It was. So the difference between raw American muscle, which means not turbocharged, just holy cow, that car lifts weight, um, versus twin turbo German is incredibly different. Like the feeling of putting your foot down on a... On a V8, yeah, dude. Titan motor, like yeah, dude. A V8 SRT Dodge motor in a Jeep Grand Cherokee is pretty impressive. It's awesome. I am you bitch. I am much more of a twin turbo German, but I actually restrained my myself quite nicely at the Porsche dealer the other day. You did, yeah, yeah. It's a nice. Actually, I have to say this too. Even in the probably ten minutes we were there, actually talking to somebody. They that is a really good dealer. Like you yeah. can just tell they're on their game. Like the people were nice. The 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 head sales guy, which I think this is brilliant sales tactics, by the way. When you walk into dealership and you gotta go through like a maze and circus to find the sales manager's office, you know you're not at a great dealership. When you walk into a Porsche dealer and the sales manager's office is right behind the front desk and he walks out after he hears you inquiring about a car, you know you're good. Yeah, and the guy's like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, we're looking for this Macan you have online. He goes, oh, yeah, it's right over there. And let me get this guy and that guy, and we'll pull it up. And <laughs> It's just like, boop, boop, boop. 
Like that Good dude, that dude was <laughs> like, like, have you ever seen the dark night when Christian Bale walks into the restaurant he owns? Like, yeah, and he's like, hey, and he's like, uh, hey let's put these tables together. Uh, I don't, I don't think they'll put the tables together. Oh, I own the place. Yeah, I'll go ahead and put the tables together. Like that's what this guy did. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not, de- the dealer experience is not great right now. Caleb says, Jeeps are nice, man. I sold cars for three years in Arkansas. Jeeps hold their value. Oh my God. Jeeps are the number one. I don't know how many people know this. Jeep Wranglers are the number one resale value unit on the used car market. Mm-hmm. Number one by far. I think uh, it used to be Toyota Tacomas, uh, which by the way, I made like an extra five grand on my Tacoma. It held, it's held its value wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And one of the things my wife got me for my birthday a couple of years ago was a three inch lift on that thing. And we put wheels and tires on it. It absolutely raise the value of it. Yep. And so we made a bunch of money on that. But Jeep Wranglers are absolutely the number one resale value on the used market. Yeah. Like that, that any Wrangler unit's going to hold its value. And the built Wranglers, like especially built Rubicons because of the gearbox that's in there, uh, the differential that's in there so you can climb and go mm-hmm. off-road and all that stuff, um, are they're crazy expensive. Like you can get... If you fully build a Rubicon, you can get you can expect between sixty and seventy thousand dollars in return. Like it's stupid money. What people will pay for a fully built Rubicon? Yeah, it's it's nutty. Yeah. So yeah, I totally agree with you. He said, "I'm glad I retired. I bet it's difficult to sell these days with limited inventory. It's very difficult, very very difficult." Uh, of course, out of or out of curiosity, where are the Donnie Please drops from? The Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. The Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Um, Please. Yeah. Caleb says, heck yeah, my dad has a 98 Tacoma manual. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Tacomas hold their value. It's it's yes. Tacomas. Anything that is that is off-road and cheap to own, because like a Rubicon's really cheap to own. A Tacoma is really, it, you put almost no money into owning a Tacoma. Yeah. Like That's I like gas did, right now. That's it. Well, yeah. Gas is hugely expensive. But insurance cost is low. Uh, maintenance cost on Jeeps and Tacomas are really low. Like the, the cost of ownership on those things is very low. Conversely, like I traded in a BMW, uh, five series M sport for, for my Tacoma that like you fart in a BMW and it's a thousand dollars. Like it's stupid money. Um, but you look at the Tacoma, I really never had to do anything to it. Now I did a bunch of cosmetics. I put on new lights put on a new grill, put a lift kit on it, put new wheels and tires on it. Uh, the first mod I ever did to that, Jake bought me like black inserts for the Tacoma on the back tailgate. Like we we did some good stuff to that and it made me a bunch of money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So that's what we were thinking with the, with the uh, Rubicon. And I think we'll probably end up doing that if we find the right unit. And I was looking, CarMax sent me an alert. That one that we looked at in, in Boise yeah. is still available. Mm-hmm. So there's one, but it's in... That's where the car market is. But that's why CarMax has an advantage because you can look nationwide and they'll ship it to you. And they'll ship it to you. And if you don't like it, you don't have to buy it. Yeah. Which is incredible. So it's smart business. But I fear for the local, like the, the you know, even though they don't own them anymore, the Larry Miller dealerships. Like, I don't know how you stay in business. Like, so we're sitting on their lot <sighs> looking at a Jeep. The used car. In Sandy. At the Larry H. Miller used car superstore in Sandy. Yeah. And we're looking at a Rubicon and a salesman walks up and he's like, Hey, can, can I help you? And I waved him away. I was like, nah, we're just looking. And he walked away and went back inside. We're sitting, still sitting there. He comes back out and he, he rolls up to the car and knocks on the window. 
And he's like, hey, can I help you? And we we're like, no, we're looking at it. Jake showed him the phone. We're like, nah, we're looking at this one online. No, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And we roll the window up and he won't leave. Like it's awkward now. He's standing there and he won't leave. And so we roll the window back down. He's like, hey, I'm new. They told me I had to talk to you. Like, and I said, okay, well, no offense, but I'm going to tell you for the third time, I'm not interested. He goes, well, actually, this is the second time you're saying that. That didn't go over so well. I was like, all right. I was like, all right, I got to go. <laughs> and I said to the guy, well, now you just cost yourself. It's called an up when you meet a customer for the first time. It's like, now you just cost yourself an up and probably, you know, a test drive. So we're out. And so we left. Um, Cause that unit was way overpriced as well. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So it's really difficult. So now we're back to square one on business, which is, it's not frustrating. It is what it is. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing is we had no problem getting our financing in place. We had no problem getting a franchise agreement, real estate right now, especially commercial real estate. If you're not, if you're not exactly what they're looking for, they know like landlords in retail know they have you over a barrel. It is, it's pretty incredible. It is pretty incredible. Yeah. And I just, it just is what it is right now. You know, it, it it's, it's frustrating or not, but you know, yeah, it'll work out. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, okay. So we get our first DM of the show. Oh boy. Here we go. Vanish mode is engaged. It, uh, let's see. This is from Carlo. Vanish mode is engaged. Carlos says, um, I work at the uh, Jeep store. Uh, I'm not going to plug your Jeep store for you. Uh, come by. I have the exact unit you're looking for. But you are an hour away. He's in Layton. So I appreciate you listening to the show. But you're an hour away. And we called and we talked to your sales manager the other day. So I guess I did just plug your Jeep store. Uh, appreciate that. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah. It is what it is. But I think if if it was easy, everybody would do business. And I think for me, like, and Mrs. Monty made a really good point. We should go with what we know, which is real estate. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So and it, I, yeah. Now I have to convince her to buy a $750,000 investment property in Maui. It doesn't make you feel she's responsible. She's like, nah, that ain't never going to happen, man. <laughs> so, you know. There you go. There you go. There you have it. There you go. So that's business. Okay. All right, play the music because it's Monday and we have to go. Come come to my house. I have a 2009 Honda Odyssey that has tons of cargo space. <laughs> Let's put a lift kit on a Honda Odyssey. What would that even look like? A lift kit? Can we wrap can, a can, Honda can Odyssey? We, can we put a lift kit on the Odyssey and take it to Moab? What do you guys think? Yeah, what do you think, man? Can we drive <laughs> that up one of the arches and stuff? I think the Rangers would have a problem with that. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe win a ps5 until tomorrow say goodbye jake goodbye jake